Good morning, everyone. This is a bit of an interesting Sunday at Emmaus. It's what we call Family Sunday. It is a Sunday where we replace Sunday school with a talk or a message more for everybody, as opposed to the adult crowd in, a, in Emmaus. And so for those that are new and haven't heard of this kind of a Family Sunday before, it's going to be a message that is a little shorter. Amen? <laughs> Okay, a little more interactive and a little more focused on starting a conversation for your trip home after church. So to start, I'd like to open with a little game or a little conversation starter. And what I'd like you to do is to either look to your left or right or in front of you, behind you, and maybe just gather just by turning your heads. Please don't move the chairs around um, and gather in groups of two or three or four, nothing formal, but be inclusive and get out maybe on your phones or a piece of paper. And I'd like to ask a couple of questions of you. All right. So the first question, and if you could move to the next slide, please. Thank you. Where have I been? So take a, just a few moments and list off not just cities and countries you visited, but also things like schools, offices, things like that. So take a minute and just make your list as a group. How many hours? <laughs> you only have about 30 seconds, so start making a good list now. Okay, time's up. Time's up, folks. Your next question. Your next question is, who have I been? And that means just not your job, but also have I been a friend or something like that? So go ahead. Don't worry, there's no cries or anything like amongst yourselves. Okay, your time is up, folks. Time is up. 
Now, if you are, if you are 18 and under, can you please raise your hand? 18 and under. All right, it's okay. I'm not going to make you ask anything or answer anything embarrassing. But how many of you, 18 or under, could have kept answering these questions for a long time? Probably. I think so. How many of you are over 18? Over 18 or have lost count? Okay, how many of you could have kept answering these questions for a long time? Exactly. So let me show you the list that Susan and I quickly made up when, when I was doing the preparation for this last night. Okay, so as, and we didn't have, you know, Paul Houston setting a time, time limit on these things, but some of the places we've been, Canada, United States, obviously, yes, we did do that one cross Canada road trip, never again. Um, France, Germany, Russia, UK, and so on. But in terms of other places, well, we've been to schools and offices and clinics and intensive care units and museums and cocktail parties and moms groups, both of us. Yes, I, that's another story for another sermon. Um, Bible studies, um, all sorts of places that we've been. And in terms of who we have been, there's our jobs, obviously. Susan, a teacher, myself, a security person. But also we've been students, musicians, aspiring baristas. But also we've been a patient. We've been a confidant. We've been a mender, comedian sometimes, um, a knitter, someone who brings people together. Um, and sometimes a defender when someone can't defend themselves. But we've also been lonely. We've been joyful. We've been anxious. We've been misunderstood. We've been thankful. We've been a whole bunch of things in our life. And we've been in a whole bunch of places in our life, just like you have. So think for a moment about not only your own where and who, but also those of everyone else in your group. Now you were all talking amongst each other, you got to know each other a little bit, and I'm sure one of the things that you were surprised about were some of the unique experiences that the people in your group had. And these experiences make us very unique people too. And all of these unique places and experiences also make us uniquely equipped and gifted in the eyes of God to bring his love and light to different places and to different people. Now, there are the questions like, where am I and who am I? They're questions that you see all over the Bible. And in fact, in some of the readings we had this morning, you get hints of those very questions. Um, one, one of the passages that wasn't touched on this morning, but happens to be my favorite book in the whole Bible, the book of Esther, is all about where and who. It's a book about a queen, Queen Esther, who rises from obscurity to a place of prominence. A queen, and sorry, a queen. I, I forgot to include a, a pair a period at the end of the sentence here. 
And when faced with the question of whether or not to stop a terrible thing happening against the Jews, she is asked by her uncle, in the words of Esther 4.14, who knows that, that you have come here to your royal position for such a time as this? Very much a who and where question. In other words, where are you in a royal position and who are you, a queen that is able to stop a terrible thing from happening? And if you read the story, you learn later that she uses her position and her place of prominence to save the Jewish people, something that she was uniquely equipped to do. And today's readings touch on these same where and who questions in a few different ways. The psalm that we read together, Psalm 142, was written while David was where? Likely in a cave and likely being chased by King Saul. He writes about paths and traps and places with no rest or refuge. He is in hiding, pursued, and worried. In our, and in our reading from Mark 1, Jesus' disciples find Jesus in a quiet, deserted place. And they told him about the masses looking for him and wanting to find him because of who he was a healer and teacher none had heard or seen before. And then there's the Apostle Paul's letter to the church in Corinth. And let me read to you what Paul wrote again. For if I preach the gospel that gives me no ground for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me, woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if not my own will, I am still entrusted with a stewardship. What then is my reward? That in my teaching I may, may present the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. And here's the important part. Not that the other part isn't important, but this is what I want you to listen to. To the Jews, I became a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law, I became as one under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means, I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I might, may share with them in its blessings. Do you notice the pattern there? To the Jews, I became a Jew. To the weak, I became a weak. To this, I became this. To that, I became that. But with each line, why did he become the thing that he mentions? to introduce people in that place to Jesus. Now, I must admit, the first time I ever read this, I thought to myself that Paul was pretending to be all these things. Well, no, that's not the case. Every time he says, I became, he talks about a part of his life or part of who he is or of something related to where he is. 
he remembers where he was and what it was like to be this or that. He remembers how it feels and what he went through so he can understand all of the doubts and questions the people he talks to have. And in the same way, you and I are a great big mix of places and countries and feelings and experiences and disappointments and miracles. Have, have any of you ever played with Play-Doh? One or two of you, yes. <laughs> How many of you have ever mixed two different colors of Play-Doh? And you know how it gets all swirly and unique and messed up? And then you add a third color and a fourth color and a fifth color and you mix it all. And every single time you mix Play-Dohs, you get something unique, don't you? And it is the same thing with your life. All of your experiences, your places, the people you have been, the people that you are, are very unique in the body of Christ. Do you want a story just to close off? In 2003, just as an example of the who and where, Susan and I and our two tiny kids, they were age two and, two and four then, we moved to London, England for two years. And it was because of my job. And Susan very enthusiastically came along. And so while I was off saving the world, actually it was her idea, yeah. Um, so while I was off traveling around Europe, saving the world or whatever it was I was doing, Susan got into this, this rhythm and she got into the rhythm of schools and, um, you know, expat groups and, you know, uh, daily activities with the kids. And one of the things that she got into her rhythm with was story time at the local library. And the area where we lived was full of people from anywhere but the UK. It was a place where like foreign businessmen and PhDs and you know diplomats all lived, an area called St. John's Wood in London. And so Susan got into these story times with the kids. And it was full of people from all different countries. And there was one mom that she got to build friends with. And in broken English, because they were from outside Europe, um, Susan and she started to talk. And one of the questions that came up were questions about English churches. I'm very curious about English churches. Do you know of any? Why, yes, we do. And so Susan introduced this, uh, this family. It was, a, it was a mother and a daughter to the church that we were going to at the time, which, is, which was Abbey Road Baptist Church, right across from the Abbey Road Studios, by the way. And so Susan issued the invitation, and the next Sunday, there they were, mother and daughter. Greetings, welcome. So the mother sat with us, and the daughter went to Sunday school, and came out with all of the Sunday school papers, because. Back then, it was prior to concern about the environment, we gave Sunday school papers all over. And the daughter came over, and in their native language, she translated the story 
to her mom. And it was a story about Jesus and one of the miracles that he did. And this happened week after week after week. Mother and daughter coming, mother understanding a little bit of the sermon because the pastor was Scottish. <laughs> but the daughter would go to Sunday school come with the papers and they would go home and she would translate the gospel story to her mom every single Sunday. Now this did not happen because Susan and I took some you know, evangelism course. It didn't happen because we you know, had some special gifting or whatever. It just so happened Susan was who she was, a mom, and she was in a place you know, a library at the right place, and she was the right person to talk to this person, which led to this whole series of events happening. So my question to you, where has God placed you? In your communities, in your schools, at work, or in offices, or teams, or groups? And who has made you? or sorry, not who has made you, we all know that. Who has God made you? Through schooling or experiences or happy moments or sad moments. And who finally has God brought into your life through these unique experiences that needs to experience God's love and healing in their lives just through you being present? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Paul. Let's take just a few moments and pause on the words that have been spoken today from the scriptures from our, from our brother and uh, give the Lord an opportunity to share with us. And if you have anything you'd like to pray, as the Spirit leads you, feel free to to voice those prayers to the congregation.